Welcome to Between the Notes, Motif's podcast about music recorded live at the Parlor in Providence, Rhode Island. We'd like to thank our sponsors, R1 Entertainment, Dash Bicycle, the Trinity Beer Garden, and Bolt Coffee. And of course, we want to thank the Parlor for recording us and Studio 121 for organizing and editing. Today we're talking to Lauren King, who's just released her latest EP, and we thank you for joining us. We're going to listen to a little of Lauren's music first, and then have a conversation with her about the music scene in Rhode Island. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. We're live. Thank you so much to The Parlor and to Motif Magazine for having me. My name is Lauren King, and I'm here to sing you a few songs and talk a little bit about myself, and I'm so excited. So thank you again for having me. Um, This first song is called Romeo, and these songs are all going to be off of my album that's coming out on July 25th on all the streaming platforms and everything called The Wolf is Back. So yeah, this first one is called Romeo, and it's about a real-life romance, something that's better than anything that you would see in a romantic comedy or something like that. So it's kind of a real love song and being in love with someone who is human and totally normal. So I hope you guys like it. Say what I mean Or start to stutter when I speak My head and my heart's never been in the same key Lay the cards on the table, three of spades And maybe my shipwreck's two miles away King of hearts Calling on my bluff Boy, I like this one So I whisper, do you want me? And all the crazy mess I make I'm no Juliet If you want that, I should go Till he says no, sweetheart I am no Romeo He had no Romeo Shoes are playing James Taylor. He had no liar. There's a fire that can light me up for damn night. He had no Romeo. Oh, oh no, he is mine. No 
a silly girl with unruly curves, but boy, am I in love with no everybody. So this next song is the title track of the album, and it is called The Wolf is Back. So this song is called The Wolf is Back. And this is about when you're making one of those big game time decisions about your life and you have no idea what the turnout is going to be, so you're kind of silently praying, dear God, I hope this works out. Um, for me, it was deciding to go to music like full-time instead of just part-time and on the side. And it's been working out okay, so I hope you like this song and you can kind of connect to it a little bit. This is called The Wolf is Back. Oh, mother, mother, mother I think I broke my own heart Breaking his and though mother, mother, mother Is there any kind of medicine for this? For all the heartache And all of the mistakes Is it too late to come back to myself? Yeah Tell me it's worth 
as if I'm burning I will send a flare out there Could you please Give me some kind of sign That what I'm doing, I'm doing alright And there's a full moon out tonight Let it bring me back to my sweet child so much again for having me thank you guys um so this next song is called wild woman it's one of my favorites and this is about um kind of how you hear a lot of songs about women being independent and usually in those cases it's about not needing a man being single and that is totally totally true but i kind of wanted to write a song about someone who is an independent woman but also doesn't know how to fall in love because i feel like falling in love has some sort of vulnerability so it's kind of about dealing with being strong and independent versus being okay with being vulnerable to someone you love. So this is Wild Woman. I hope you guys like it. I run like the wind, dance to the music on the lake. I spin in the ring of fire I've made. I look over my shoulder Cause I know the king's way Silver and gold turns into a lonely cage I'm a wild woman I'm a wild woman mm. I see him once again He knows I'm hiding he thinks he's a threat, and little does he know I'm a wild woman, I bet my teeth And when I fight 
Thank you so much, guys. (laughs) All right. um, I got two songs left for you guys. Um, This is Isn't It Nice? And it's honestly about, I guess it's a song about an older woman who's kind of had a tough life. And I feel like on a weeknight, she would show up at the parlor in the corner of the bar, sort of like a regular. And she's kind of looking at this younger version of herself and thinking, oh, isn't it nice to be in love? (laughs) So this is called Isn't It Nice? I hope you guys like it. Tequila gin Another hit Until I forget Another night 
Another bar, another boy. If you got the hammer, he's got the heart. So you can break it like a toy. Go on and break it like a toy, heartbreaker. Looks like you found another one to turn on, turn up, and get gone before the job is done. You turn around and you're on the run. I took the keys and I tailed it for the water. Don't you know I've been trying to forget you? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, when you're young, let the waves crash down on the soul. I'm holding my heart like a loaded gun. Oh, isn't it nice to be innocent and in love? Another bird. The same scar I'm trying to hide. What I've been doing ain't working right. Oh, my pride still feels the sting. Shall I sing? Is this the one? The smooth-talking sailor? Can he soothe me? Can he cure me of all I've done? He's not you, my baby. He's not you, my heartbreaker. Looks like you lost another one. Aren't you tired? Aren't you asking yourself when it's all done? Why, why do I run? No, no, no. I took the keys and I tailed it for the water. Don't you know I've been trying to forget you? Took the keys, I tailed it for the water. Don't you know I've been trying to forget you? No, 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 no. Let the waves crash down on the shore, holding my heart like a loaded gun. Oh, isn't it nice to be innocent? having me tonight. This place is awesome, so I can't wait to come back when things are up and running. This is awesome. You can already tell. The vibes in here, they're ready to go. Ready to go for spring, yeah. Um, and also, huge thanks to Motif for having me today. I'm so excited to show you guys this album. I've been working really hard on it for the past year. And this is going to be my last song today. This is called World I've Got. And I guess this is the acoustic version of this song, because on the album we have, like, a fiddle player, a lap steel player, and it sounds like a real barn party. So um, I hope you like the acoustic version of this. This is called World I've Got. And I wrote it about when I decided to go to music full time, and I kind of realized that writing was the thing 
that I was doing. And at the end of the day, when there was, you know, so many different rules and restrictions, I just knew that music was the only thing I had. So I hope you like it. with me in the canyon He might not make the back away But I'm offering a healthy distraction Saying I'd love it if you could stay And just one moment I'm wishing that time could stop Swim with me in the river Rest your bones a little while He might not be here forever I see you running for miles and miles And I hear behind me a voice like a gunshot You keep my cheeks just as rosy When you bathe me in golden light In the bonfire as you hold me Making a shitty Wednesday feel like I hit the dark high Cause baby Go right from my heart 
We're back with Lauren King. This is Motif Between the Notes at the Parlor, sponsored by Trinity Beer Garden, uh, Bolt Coffee, and uh, Dash Bicycles, and R1 Entertainment Center. And Lauren, thank you very much for that performance, and thanks thank for being you. with us here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So you're from Rhode Island. Yes, I yeah. am. Smithfield, Rhode Island. Smithfield, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And you grew up there in... I Portland. sure did. All yes, right. yes. What genre would you put your music in? Would you... Um, I would kind of say country alternative. Okay. I like a lot of folk and blues influences. I started in country, and then people still like to call me country because they see the big hair, the guitar, (laughs) and the songwriting aspect. So they they go to country, and in all honesty, I would say acoustic folk pop, but people would also put it under country. So I'm kind of... I'm usually like, if you like to listen to my music and you call it country, I'll be country. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do, there's a lot of storytelling in your music. Um, yes. Which I associate with country, but also mm-hmm. with folk. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Which, is that what drew you to this kind of performance? or? Yeah, I would say it's usually, I, I like to write about things that I notice and think about, just especially because I loved philosophy when I was in college. So it was a lot about observations and how people mm-hmm. feel. And I wanted to look into how to write and speak up a little bit about how I felt about certain things. Mm-hmm. So that's when I really started songwriting because I wanted to come up with these stories. But they also helped me too because they're a lot about self-reflection and seeing the good and the not so good and kind of the ugly. And it was a way for me to kind of learn from my behaviors so it was um it really it helped me and in that I was really just hoping to help other people too because I I feel like a lot of things people don't like to talk about I want to write about so they can listen to it and you know help (laughs) that's the goal oh that's that's a cool motivation thank you and so so a lot of your stories are drawn from real experience and and yeah yeah it's kind of real experiences and then I kind of cover it up in a fun sort of movie-like kind of scene so it's not just me sitting chilling in Smithfield, Rhode Island. It's, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere in a bar, somewhere by the beach or something like that. So it changes in the setting. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. how does, how is, what's your process for that? Do you, um, do you like wait for impactful things to happen to you and then write about yeah, them or how does that work? So it's kind of, um, it's, it's sort of usually as far as I write, I come up with songs with the hook line first, you know, the fancy song. I have a hook line, but yeah, yeah. it's usually I come up with some sort of hook line and then I'll kind of have a bunch of little song seeds, and then I'll have that hook line, I'll put it to the melody, and then I'll usually write the story around it. So as of right now, especially with the new album coming out, I kind of thought of it as a long movie. So first I had The Wolf is Back, and then I thought about, okay, if I am in the woods, how did I get there? Who comes in? What kind of process do I go through? And where do I end? So it was just more so about this really long movie and then trying to fill in the pieces with a bunch of hook lines and catchy phrases, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. There, so there are nine songs, correct? Nine right? songs, and yes. Do they, do they tie together? There's a through line if we look for it? 
I'd like to say so. I don't think anybody would really notice, to be honest. But in my head, yes. Yeah, I I think it's a lot about being lost in the woods. And then, um, you know, you come to certain realizations as you're walking through. And then the way that I had it in my mind was it would start in the woods and end at the ocean. And there's a really special song to me called The Boston Song, which is on there. And it's kind of about ending it on the water and overlooking and seeing the Boston skyline, which is like also on the album cover so i'm i'm so excited i hope people pick up on that but if they don't i just hope they like the songs but <laughs> uh-huh. yeah in my head it all ties yeah. together <laughs> cool yeah. it's your first album right um so this is actually or... technically my second album okay i had an album when i was about 17 years old that i came out with and it's so funny because i'm sure with your work and anybody's creative work you look back on really old stuff and you're like yeah. wow that's Yep, that's out there. And it's so funny because it's just my face on the cover. And I feel like a Cabbage Patch Kid. And it's so funny. But, um, yeah, that was, a, that was an album that I wrote of songs. And it's, it's so funny because I feel like this one in a lot more ways is a little bit more professional. I had more say in the production of it. I got to produce a lot of parts of it. So it really came together like a puzzle. And I was just so happy to have a hand in doing that. So it was really cool, really fun. So I would say yes, first professional one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I know what you mean. We yeah. I'll look at a motif from last month and be like, that. <laughs> "You've grown." So You've grown since then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The wolf is back. The wolf back, is back. back. Where Where did it go? <laughs> I don't even know, man. I don't know. I think. Uh, I think it was a lot about not really knowing where my voice was, and mm-hmm. it was so funny because there were a lot of people like. My parents, my mom and dad, my um, producer and manager now, Jacob Capaldi, they were the ones who kept pushing me, especially during quarantine, to go towards music as a career. Because when I graduated from college with two degrees in music and philosophy, I would tell adults it was two financial negatives put together to make a positive. <laughs> um, okay. So I didn't really know what I was doing. I was working part-time. And then I came to Jay with this idea that I wanted to come out with some sort of EP. And I showed him The Wolf is Back. And he was like, I think we should make a whole album. And what was supposed to be just this little project turned into a year and a half's worth of really hard work. And it's really about finding that person inside of me because I kind of spent a lot of time going with the flow and I still had music, but I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with it. But it's kind of really about taking that charge of your life because you're, you're the one who's making the decisions for you, right? So yeah. it was, um, I don't think the wolf was ever around, but I think it, it's definitely, it was chilling, but now it's here. Now it's back. <laughs> now it's back, yeah. Was there a, a second choice that you were weighing? Or it sounds like the decision to go into music full-time was a significant... Yeah, like, uh, yeah, there wasn't really... Yeah, I kind of, I knew that music would be a big part of my life. I... Mm-hmm graduated with the intention of maybe doing music therapy, going into some sort of social work, but I just kind of realized when I write songs and sing them to people, the connection is just so much more immediate, and it's much stronger, and I just love that about it, and um, it's really, it's picked up a lot, thank God, and um, yeah, all <laughs> clear skies ahead, <laughs> so we'll full steam ahead, my dude, yeah. How, how have you found the country music and or folk music, the scene, and in Rhode Island. I mean, I know it's been not there for the last year. But yeah, it's, what... um, in my perspective, it's been really cool to see restaurants having a goal of including a bunch of different acts, which is awesome mm-hmm. because it gives, you know, someone like me the opportunity to check out a bunch of different places and kind of be always somewhere new mm-hmm. and also to give people a chance to get back in the scene. Um, luckily for me, I had probably last summer 
I had one weekly gig. It was a, a safe one. It was a constant. And then this year, I'm, like, fully booked for the summer. And I right. did not at all expect that. And I'm super, super lucky. And I'm, like, a part of a band, too, which is awesome. So I, I couldn't be more happy to see things change like that. And it's been really exciting. Really exciting. Cool. Yeah. Where was the weekly gig? So the weekly gig was at Country Kitchen in Smithfield. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep, which was originally a breakfast place. And then they took the parking lot. They were so smart because during COVID, they decided to clear out the parking lot, put in tables, and mm-hmm. start making a clam shack. And now they have a barbecue smoker. So they really, they were so smart about doing that. So it's really just developed so well. So I'm super psyched for them. Yeah. Um, do you have any favorite places that you have been performing or people might catch you? Oh, I do love Finn's Harborside, East Greenwich. Mm-hmm. It is such a blast. The wait staff there is so nice, and it's it's absolutely beautiful. You get to watch the yachts go by and be like, "Can I get a ride, please?" You know, as you sing. So it's um, it's beautiful there. It's a really great atmosphere. And there's also Black Oak and Coventry, which is so nice. I love the acoustics in there personally, mm-hmm. but um, also it's a great place to eat because it's that homestyle American food, but it's okay. so good. It's awesome. I get the same thing there every time, so the waitresses know exactly what I want when I leave. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's, so what's your favorite meal? Turkey, turkey and brie on a gluten-free bun with sweet potato fries. That uh-huh. is the constant. So good. Highly, I highly recommend Okay. Check it out. Check there it out. Go. Yeah. Tell me a little about the band. So the band, yes, that is Closing Time, and mm-hmm. they're based out of Boston. And I'm so excited because I didn't even expect this offer to come through. I was planning on just doing my own solo gigs for a while. But it's a huge wedding band based out of Boston, and they, we are the Closing Time Northeast branch, which goes from Maine to New York to okay. do a whole bunch of rock classics. And the first rehearsal that I sat in as a lead singer for this band it was like, I will survive, Gloria Gaynor. It was old-time rock and roll. I was so... It felt like Christmas to me because I got to sing lead on all of these classic, amazing songs and really just rip it. And I, I never had an opportunity like that before. It's always been, like, me and my guitar. So to right. be with a band of really experienced musicians and generally older than me was a huge honor. So I am so, so excited. And we have our first show on Sunday, so I'm so pumped. All right. So pumped, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. And your your vocals only, or are you also playing guitar on that? So there's a few. There would be a few songs that I play guitar on, like mm-hmm. Wagon Wheel, classic, you know. Yeah. But mostly, I'm a lead singer and MC for the band, okay. so it's really exciting. Pumps. You do do other instruments, though, right? I do. So I play mainly guitar, vocals, and piano. Mm-hmm. And then I've also had experience in mandolin and cello. And that was when I was growing up, and I was just kind of trying a whole bunch of stuff so I got to learn the basics on that but now I especially teach vocals um, guitar and piano mm-hmm. it's been really fun it's made me a lot better at it too it's crazy teaching house you mean or yeah I think so teaching especially yeah. with piano when I first started working at this music school I was like I don't know if I can teach these kids piano when I'm kind of good enough to play for myself and sing and my manager was like no you got this you can do this and I, and I was surprised I was like wow this is actually really cool because you get to learn as you're teaching too so it was, it was really cool cool yeah tell us about the finger picking because that was oh finger picking yeah I marvelous. love thank you I love James Taylor so I remember when I was probably about 15 or so and I was going to the music complex in Smithfield with my guitar teacher who now lives in Nashville and I miss him so much because he was the one who introduced me to finger picking a lot and it was one of those things where I kind of realized if you have the right chord on your left hand 
it doesn't really matter what you play, what string you play on your right, but it's more so if you keep the rhythm. And it's, okay. it's so much fun because you start to keep rhythm with yourself and you get to pick out these little melodies and songs and it's kind of once you get the hang of it, it's, it's sort of like a flow and it is so much fun. It just makes the guitar a little bit more dynamic, gives it a little bit more texture. So it, it perfectly fits for my folk vibe. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Do you, do you want to tell us about your nails? Oh my god! You know what, Mike? I would love to. Um, so, my, yes. Here's the the claws. So I have one claw hand and one nub hand, and my students especially like to make fun of me because when I when I'm talking or doing something, they'll look and they'll kind of go like, "Why do you have long nails on one hand?" And you also don't want to be that guy and be like, "I play guitar." So <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. So I'm usually like, "Oh, well, you know, I, I like to finger pick, so I usually have to keep." This side long, and you especially have to keep this hand short. You always have to keep the left hand short because you want to press down the strings right. Because mm-hmm. if you let these grow out, they get twangy and weird and gross. So um, I always call it the claw side and the nub nub hand. So yeah, it <laughs> depends on what kind of knife you want to use, I guess. But okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, tell me a little about. You have other musicians on on the Wolf is Back. Yes, I How do. How did you? Yeah. Curate that? Who, who are they? Were Absolutely. you in the studio with them or were they all? Yeah, so a few of them I got to meet in person. I have mm-hmm. um, Kathy who plays the fiddle. There's Vinny Bacano who does the drums. He's great. He's always been really, really talented drummer. They're all generally so much more experienced than I am and I, I really can't. I was shocked to hear about these musicians who wanted to be a part of it. So it was really awesome to see. Um, those were the two that I got to meet in person and hang out mm-hmm. with a little bit, tell them about the songs and have some input. Um, there were a few that we were able to use COVID to our advantage a little bit because all of these touring musicians who had so much experience and who had so much talent to spare, we reached out to them because if they're not touring and they're sitting at home and we we have nothing else to do, we yeah. just wanted to reach out to as many people as we could. So it was crazy to... Um, to see Darius Rucker's lap steel player was interested in our album, mm-hmm. and it was awesome to hear him. And then we got a lot of musicians off of soundbetter.com, so I would usually listen to a few. I would pick one. And then what would happen is it's sort of like um, a puzzle almost when you're producing because it's like, okay, I could really hear a piano playing these notes. Now kind of pluck out the notes or a French horn or whatever it called for, a cello. And I would make the notes and we would send it and then they would send it back to us and we would put it in the song. So it was really cool to use technology and yeah. the not so much busyness of COVID to be able to use really experienced musicians. So it, it really worked out so well. It really came together. So lucky for that. So lucky. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a very 2020 way of, of composing an album. That's, it is. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it either. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Did, and this is almost not an obligatory question, but ha, uh, COVID has affected everyone for the last year. Yes. How did that affect your, your... Yes. You've dropped some hints about that, but how did that affect your music making? Yeah. So I actually, I kind of, looking back now, I realized I took it as sort of a musical sabbatical, I guess, because mm-hmm. that was the time when I wrote the album. I started my own business under Lauren King Music, LLC. I took some time to really crank down think about what I wanted to do once the world opened back up. So, cause I did not want to think about the world shutting down. I wanted to be prepared for when it did come back because I knew that all of these people who, who I could be a part of and who I could help out 
were sitting at home. So that was the time when I went on Facebook. I would go on Facebook Lives twice a week, every single every single week. Wow. And it really it helped out a lot because it was mm-hmm. a lot of like my parents' friends who would share it with their friends, and it was a, a whole new community of people that I never knew before. Mm-hmm. So it was um, by the time things have started to open back up, I had already gotten in contact with a lot of people that I wanted to see in person. Yeah. So it was... Um, you built yeah. a digital fan base. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So looking back now, yeah. it was kind of really good because I'm, I'm definitely the type to be all over the place. I feel like anybody creative is just just a cotton ball bouncing around all the time. So it was uh-huh. kind of... Yeah, it really worked out well because I just had nothing else to do than work on my own stuff. So right. it worked out. Yeah. Works out. Now that it's becoming an option again, how do you feel? What's how does live performance for you compared to the the writing process? Yeah, um, live performance has been great. I usually do. It's it's definitely weird because I'm used to having gigs where I play mostly covers, and I'm I'm trying to get used to that whole confidence thing where you say this is a song that I wrote. This album is coming out. Please listen to it. You can check out all the accounts and and that whole spiel. Yeah. And because I'm used to playing, you know. Billy Joel, Elton John, James Taylor, Taylor Swift, of course. And so, you know, I'm trying to get into that vibe of the confidence because usually I'm like, I have a few originals if that's okay, you know, and stuff uh-huh. like that. So it's definitely different. But luckily from the, the Facebook Lives, it kept me on my game as far as performance goes because I've, I've noticed and I've been talking to a lot of musicians who I'm really close to and they say like, oh, like, you know, gigs and stuff, the stamina, we got to get it back up. It's not really there anymore. Um, but it's, it's kind of cool to see how I had the lives because you can't really, you always have to be on your skill mm-hmm. and you have to cover the awkward silences. I wasn't used to that before either because, you know, you always had people clapping, talking, do whatever they want and you're used yeah. to being in the background. So it definitely, it was really good training practice for me now. So the gigs have just been like, I just look at them as so much fun now because it's like, I, I get to do this again. So cool. it's, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's the most awkward part about this, I feel, is that when you when you perform and then there's no applause. Yes, there's, you have to fill in the awkward silence. Yes, yeah. I liked this applause though. I really appreciated that. <laughs> okay. well, I really did. Our pleasure. I really yeah. did. Yeah. Um, super. So you mentioned that your your book for the summer. Are there some yes. upcoming gigs where people could could catch you? Or? Yeah, absolutely. So or I have. Tell them. Yes, hello. <laughs> I have a lot of gigs coming up at Country Kitchen in Smithfield. And then I also play at a few Saturdays at Finn's Harborside in East Greenwich. Um, I also have a gig with my band, Closing Time. That is on Sunday, and that's on Lawn on D in Boston. That one's kind of far away from Rhode Island, but that's okay. Uh, and then I also have, let's see, I play at Black Oak and Coventry the second Friday of every month. But if you want to check out any of the events so you can keep it saved and you know what time and the details, that's on laurenkingmusic.com under the events if you ever want to check it out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And you have, uh, and The Wolf is Back drops on July 25th? Yes, July 25th is our release party. Awesome. I'm so excited. All right. So also, laurenkingmusic.com. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you very much for the time. Again, this has been Between the Notes with Motif at the Parlor, um, sponsored by the Parlor, R1 Entertainment Center, Bolt Coffee, uh, Trinity Beer Garden, and Dash Bicycles. Thank you very much. Thank you.